Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning! Up and at him! It's that time. What time is it? Kentucky Roll Call. I'm so excited! I'm so excited! With Walker and Roush. Where to wild and crazy guys! Hello, everybody. Happy Wednesday to you. It is September 22nd, 2021. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. 96 Roll Call. 1450 AM. Justin, I gave him I gave him the long pause there. I was waiting for the last minute roll call from our boy Roush, but Duke's diaper must have him preoccupied <laughs> or something along those lines. It's Justin Kalen and I'm TJ Walker. And there's diaper daddy. There he is. There he is. Nick Roush. Good morning, buddy. Now he's got to get set up. Great start. <laughs> there he is. Good we morning. Good morning. Uh, you, you were so close. I know. Uh, about as close as you can cut it, really. And it's all because the Keurig was out of water. So I pushed the coffee button, went to grab something, came back, coffee wasn't made. Just really, really got me. I, I would have been here, I mean, a whole 10 seconds before the show started if that worked out perfectly, but it didn't. So here we are. Uh, chalk one up to the morning coffee. It happens. This is KRC on Big X, 96.1 FM, 14.50 AM. Justin, for a second, you had to be thinking, oh, goodness, am I, am I, how long am I going to have to be doing doing sidekick number two here? Because you know, first thing Justin said was how tired he was this morning. Yeah, and that's not ideal for having to talk uh, more than normal. But I will have you know, I enjoy when one of you are out and I get to talk a little more. Oh, Loki, Loki, enjoy that. You're allowed to talk as much as you want. You, I, I mean, know, I just, but I feel like you feel like you don't want to give an opinion on UK's pass rush or secondary depth. But you, this is accurate. Please, please do. Like I, we, <laughs> I, I would, I would love it. And then sometimes you serve. This was one thing Trevor kind of loved doing. Uh, but you, you sometimes love it. Sometimes you won't even comment on it. But Trevor always liked kind of being the tiebreaker when Roush and I would have a difference of opinion, even yes. if it really wasn't even a big deal. He'd interject himself into it and make sure one of us kind of felt like a big dumb idiot. Uh, you, you, I guess, are probably kinder than Trevor, and I don't think that surprises anybody. But feel free, true. jump in on anything and everything. I'm sure Roush would agree with that. Of course, anything, everything, uh, particularly when you want to talk bad about the Hoosiers or Cardinals. We're, <laughs> we're all for that. Thanks for leaving the door open. And by the way, I love the whole tiebreaker scenarios. They're always a fun time. Oh, yeah. I mean, even, even if you and you, everybody loves being a tiebreaker. Yeah. Is, I guess there's probably some instances, maybe even some in the Bible, where you don't want to be the tiebreaker. Uh, but in in fun sports radio context, yeah, it's absolutely great. Well, and I'm always, not always, but in the past I've been hesitant. I've been a fence rider, if you will, on on certain topics. So when I get put in a tiebreaker scenario, I have to make a decision. So that's good for me. I enjoy doing that. We'll do it more in the future. Yeah, it's like uh, King Solomon. Or not King Solomon. Is it King Solomon? Had to, yeah, had to yeah, they made him split him in half. Yeah, that was Solomon. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of like a tiebreaker situation. Yeah, yeah, well, except well, like 
yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just like yeah. they needed they needed to do I mean, it's quite a literally a breaker. For, that that that's true. That is a hundred percent true. <laughs> they needed to do like a thirty for thirty or Ken's Burns documentary on the woman that was like, okay, just cut it in half. I'm fine with that. I'll take half of a dead baby. <laughs> oh, works, works fine for me. <laughs> ah, I knew it must be your baby. You didn't want this baby cut in half. Uh, I think there's comic. I think comedians have done that bit well better than I did, uh, or much better than I did just then and there. Anyways, we are going to think talk some sports today, Ralph. Really? I don't know. We are uh, slow week. Yeah, uh, we. I. I guess the UK football schedule for next year is that the is that the headline news story from Monday or yeah. Tuesday? And we're going to talk about it. Make no mistake about it. But like. Yeah, I've got more just like general life takes about it than I do about the actual schedule. Right, right. Like how to be good in life and watch Kentucky football. Similar, but like, okay, you know, it's not too early to start booking your trip to the Grove. Quite literally, like yeah. you may want to get on your Airbnbs, start to kind of circle your groups and and, and maybe figure that out. And plus, Roush, as we've learned, as we have gotten older and you're counting down your final days in your 20s, uh, planning ahead is the way to go. And oh, yeah. you really can't plan far enough ahead for family vacations, family trips, weekend getaways. If you get something set in stone long away, who cares what happens a couple weeks before? You've had it planned for forever. You can't change it now. So, especially road trips to small SEC towns because lodging is not abundant. So, and, and this will be a crowded trip because Kentucky fans, I mean, it's like LSU coming up to Lexington this year. They haven't been here since 07. Kentucky fans haven't been able to go to Ole Miss since Dexter McCluster was in town back in 2010. Wow. That's wild. I, and that's also kind of crazy about uh, LSU as well. That That's one thing you know the SEC is probably going to try to fix when it mm -hmm. adds Texas and Oklahoma to the fold. But I, I, I'm i going to try to get out to it. I'm going to I'm gonna, or try to get down to the Grove because you really don't know the next time that they're going to be there. And uh, I, I, I hope that, uh, that I'm able to make that happen. And, of course, I say if you plan something ahead and set it in stone, you can you don't have to change it. Uh, when UK schedule came out the, for this upcoming football season, I had booked hotel rooms for the Missouri and Florida game. Sure enough, wife has to go get pregnant, and uh, and mm. so had to change those. But pregnancy and babies aside, oh, if you set them in stone, you're ready to go. I've got a question for you, TJ. I was thinking about this this morning because. Uh, Duke boy, I, I think he had a bad dream last night. He woke up screaming and he was just, it was bad. Um, but he was, he was, he felt better once he got to lay down between mom and pop. But it was a nice little 2 30 a.m. wake up call. And uh, are, are you, are you enjoying your last days without those wake up calls? I, I, I guess, I don't know. Like, Good, good question, and good, good of you to ask it before I think the wife is waking up and maybe listening to to the show. Uh, <laughs> on the one hand, I don't sleep very well to begin with. I went to bed super early last night. Last night was kind of my Monday night because yeah, Mondays I love going to bed real, real early. Kind of an embarrassing early time period, unless there's a good Monday night football game, unless there's the Packers. But last night was my go to bed early night, and I actually slept pretty well. 
surprisingly. But most nights I wake up a couple times in the night. Could be a noise. Could be the dog. Uh, lately, it's the the wife. She gets up even more than I do now, uh, which I feel terrible for. But each time she gets up, I'm getting up. So it's basically like I'm getting up even more uh, for the most part. So I don't think I'm going to... I don't think I'm going to like, it's not going to, I don't think it's going to kill me, uh, literally or figuratively. And may, and the reason I'm so hesitant to get that sentence out is because in three months, Roush, maybe mm-hmm. I'm going to be like, oh my gosh, this is the, I, this is the word. How do you all do it? How, how have parents done it? And I know I'm going to have those moments. You don't really know until you know. I can understand that. But the sleeping thing, I, you know, I think I can. I think I can find a way to well, manage. I, I, in summary, you already sleep like you've got a baby around. The way you yeah. kind of wake up and are erratic. So that's that's a, it's a great way to look at it. Um, I would advise that this Saturday you really just stay in bed as long as possible. Just go ahead, enjoy it. Get you know, nine a.m. wake up calls are are, are they're done. They're 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 done, uh, starting soon. So I would just try to get one last good sleep in and to really soak it up, because you're you're right. It isn't the biggest adjustment. You get used to it pretty quickly, and you also figure out how to doze off for like twenty minutes and feel great afterwards. So uh, we call those dad naps, not cat naps. Yeah, that's that. I I don't know if I've said it on the radio show, Patreon, or where the heck I've said it, but that is one thing that has changed into my late twenties, and especially in the six months that I've been a thirty-year-old. Is I I I doze off much better now than I ever have in my life. I used to be like, I'm not falling asleep unless I am in a bed and the lights are off and it's kind of quiet and it's like my perfect little setting. I've gotten a lot better at just like oh, I'm very comfortable sitting in this stance and my eyes are closing and I've dozed off. I won't really have like a good nap or sleep that way, but mm-hmm. I, it, it, I can, the lights are starting to flicker on and off much quicker. Yeah. That's, that's something new as I've gotten older. And I'm I sure did that at work yesterday <laughs> while standing behind S- the bar. Swear all my life. I was sitting on the back computer and I, I took probably a 10 minute nap. It was nice oh, at man. work. That, that's, that's the great. nice thing about have like, you know, I, I guess there's some privilege in this having an office is that like, if I get really, really tired, nobody's like looking at me or watching me or relying on me. Like I, I could theoretically do it. I don't think I've ever snoozed in my office, but there are some times where I'm just like, I got to stop looking at a screen and just like close my mm-hmm. eyes for two minutes. But Justin, you've got people waiting on you, don't you? Uh, yeah, but it was a, it was a dead part of the day. Like, 12 31 o'clock really nothing going on uh management was out of the office i i didn't intend nice. on taking a nap I, it was kind of a situation like you tj i was just looking at the screen the next thing i know i'm doing the whole bobblehead thing and the next thing i know i got my maintenance man shaking my shoulder i mean the one concern while we're certainly not talking sports here to start kentucky roll call on your wacky wednesday is like boy i sure as heck hope that doesn't like ever start happening when i'm driving roush and it has not uh really ever i mean i i've driven very tired before more tired than i would probably care to admit but i've never dozed off while driving that almost seems to be like the next evolution like if i'm starting to like get very comfortable in chairs well technically a car is a chair 
That's true. Technically, you're sitting in a chair in a car. Um, but I've actually, for some reason, uh, gotten better at that with age. Uh, so you I, used to doze off more? That, this is. I mean, the, 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 there was a time when I first started doing the Louisville to Lexington thing, you know, five years ago. There was a couple times where I would be by the airport and my head's like bobbing. I'm like, wow, it's just three more exits. You're almost home. Like, just get get there. Um, haven't haven't really had that, even with the, uh, the real late night uh, for whatever, the Missouri game. I didn't have that problem. So... Uh, did you ever yeah. think that maybe you were dozing off because you were going the wrong way back from Lexington? I mean, nobody, oh, you don't actually go the airport way every time, right? No, the airport in Louisville. Like, oh, I was almost gotcha. home, you know what oh, I mean? And it had been okay. a long drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the oh. airport, man, I never go that okay. way. That way it takes forever. I, yeah. I was honestly like, we're, we're going to probably have a two-hour debate on the best way to get to Lexington because if you were, if that was the way you're doing, oh, it's a horrible that way. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say there'd have to be like a nostalgia factor or something <laughs> going on with that because that is not the fastest way to get to Lexington. Is it the prettiest uh, way? Oh, probably not, but it's I, actually yeah. Old Frankfurt Pike is probably the prettiest way. That's and easily the prettiest. So way. I have over the years, I have developed a. Uh, I, I've I've figured out the fastest way. The, okay. There's a very there's a very set way. Here's the thing, though, is now, look at now, we'll kind of, we realize, like, wait, we're both driving up on game days. We should just take turns driving. And look at, he will go versions of that way, but he doesn't take the very vital shortcuts. So, like, if you're on Leestown Road, you have to cut across at Yarnelton to get the old Frankfurt Pike because there's a lot of traffic when you, you actually get into town. There's a lot of stoplights. You can bypass, like, five stoplights if you take that shortcut. Stuff like that. Like going Waller Avenue on game day, stupid. Got to go Virginia and cut through by like Conterra and stuff. These are things that you and I know because we're intelligent humans. But some people, they just, they get used to their old ways and then they get stuck on Waller Avenue. Oh, uh, you were just like speaking. I, I could talk game day routes and travel plans. Gosh, you know, the theme of today's show is how we know we're getting old. Uh, you're... you're- <laughs> It's a great Wednesday. Oh, you oh. like you're spot on. And there to me, honestly, the my which way I go into a game could be completely dependent too on which side of the stadium I'm parking at. I always tailgate outside of gate four, as I've always said, and let people know <laughs> on Kentucky roll call. But I don't always park. Is that the north or south side? That would be the, actually that's like the west side, technically. Okay. Well, but it's closest to Nicholasville Road. Yeah. If if I'm parking that side, then I'll come in a completely different way. And then if I'm parking the other side, which is you know more like uh, the Chevy Chase neighborhoods, that that part of town, then I'll come in through downtown. And yeah, uh, you you almost need to because you got to go around campus, you know. Yeah, and a little like KRC secret is I, I think that way getting outside of town or getting outside of the city after a game is much better. Faster. Yeah, much better. We, we actually went out. Uh, that that was the way we went home last weekend, I believe. And I had not just gone down Limestone and seen how much I, I forget that Center Point isn't just a vacant lot anymore. I mean, between developing that and the stuff they're doing in Rupp Arena, folks, if you haven't seen Rupp Arena yet, it's going to look really cool. <laughs> like, the the renovations were much needed. That place, 
uh, I mean, for as awesome and as historic as it is, it was just a big box, you know, like there, there wasn't anything really. They, they honestly couldn't have, ha- you know, you couldn't have an uglier exterior if you had tried. Because if you tried, it would have been you could have like framed it as a piece of art to some extent. But they, they literally just said, probably, what's the cheapest? Oh, it comes in that color. Boom, bada boom. That's it. Ooh, tan, that's tan, it. metal, aluminum. It'll run right off. Won't rust. Uh, it'll brighten up a cold Lexington winter day, gray skies, and a tan big aluminum building. Is the mall still in there? Oh, you bet your sweet butt it is, Justin. Yeah, I didn't know if COVID took its toll. There, oh, there aren't wow. as many tenants as there previously were. Yeah, Great. but hey, still there. I'm gonna blame this on Mitch Barnhart too, and it may kind of be fair, but bring back the UK Hall of Fame in the mall. Bring back oh, the yeah, UK that Hall was, of Fame. That was in the awesome. Mall. Did I go to it? But maybe like once every three years. Yeah, sure. Uh, maybe only went to it like once or twice ever. But that that's that was a. I think that was a cool thing for a lot of folks. And what you could have one person running it on game, just to have it, yeah, have it open on game day. I miss it. Yeah, I, I certainly do too. Especially the the mannequins that were playing basketball in the front window. It was just so cool to see a mannequin playing basketball. It was, and they were wearing short shorts, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Yep, and they even had the they had the '96 Final Four court right there that you could play. I mean, I basically went in just so I could shoot ball on that court and also they did the thing where you could put on the headset and they had you know ralph hacker kaywood ledford tom leach the calls of like famous plays and they would put the subtitles on where you could read along and try to do your own call uh 10 year old kids 12 year old kids you can't read that fast and talk that fast it just doesn't work out well so you just three by prince you know i i think that the, the subtitles there just for people that maybe were deaf or, or couldn't hear on the headphones or they had to wait. Uh, I don't think they wanted little kids screaming the subtitles. That was the point. You were supposed to make your own call. It was cool. No, I remember the, li- like, I remember the listening to the calls. Oh yeah. I think it was so you could do your own call. I that's imagine, what I was doing every single time. I imagine the ticket takers trying like, to be oh, Kaywood Ledford. Here's this little kid. He's going to scream again. Everybody, you know, hey, patrons, you may want to get out. This kid is a, he screams. Get screaming leech part two over here. Just, <laughs> People, Tom Leach, worst thing never happened in the UK basketball museum. People walking by. Oh my gosh, is Tom Leach in there? <laughs> <laughs> but oh. hey, uh, back to the original point though, if you, uh, I, I'm sure a lot of people, you try to avoid downtown like the plague at times because it can be stop and go. If you have it in a while, it's not completely finished. Uh, it's close to it. Man, it's going to look really nice when they're done with all that stuff. I feel like, TJ, we were around. We were living in Lexington when the entire place was under construction. From campus, campus I think is finally close to almost done. The, the wall building there is just beautiful, enormous. I mean, that used to be such a dump. And it's all of the stuff that we grew up used to, no longer a thing. It's now nicer, better. The last thing to change is two keys. They just got this big-ass bar sitting there empty. Bring back two keys. Bring back two keys. Or just, you know, an equivalent to a fun hangout spot because that's a pretty that's a pretty prime location. And I guess that's probably at the end of the day the issue on the 
on the rent and all that stuff. But yeah, it can't be sent empty. But put something in there, and ideally, yes, bring bring I, back I two keys. I, I told my or go ahead. Sorry, I would I would think too that the other bars are much more crowded now too. Like two keys could hold a lot of people. I bet some of those other places are uncomfortably packed. Yeah, I had to break the news to my brother uh, when he came up for the Missouri game that two keys is no longer no longer mm. with us and he was pretty devastated but yeah not enough people talk about downtown but more specifically Rupp arena it, it it's not finished but it start you it already looks looks a, a thousand times different than probably the last time you've seen it i think people that live in lexington roush just have been following along with the process so it hasn't really been like a jaw drop oh you haven't been here in six months well look at this bad boy but people outside of lexington if you haven't been to lexington or seen rough arena lately uh have a friend in lexington send you a picture or go see it for yourself because it's uh it's pretty nifty now roush i'm still i'm gonna need to see the interior renovation before i believe that they can make that they can make that pretty cool Uh, rough so is kind of a weird fit they built up like they didn't build out, they built up, and that's always harder to renovate in my experience of not really knowing how that stuff works. They they also uh, I've I actually had a, a little bird uh, send me a picture or two of the uh, luxury areas that I mean it's 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 akin to uh, you might know this I don't think others would but it's not so different than just like any other UK open meeting room like if you've ever been to the the i guess it's the long ship lounge now or like even the area of the press box where we're at like i don't know why like i I would never pay extra money to go have access to those suites when i can just buy a couple beers at the hyatt lobby beforehand i i don't really don't really get it because i don't even think you can take beer out of there like into the stands so i kind of think they I think there's one spot where they can take drinks out and uh, somebody was telling me this like a year ago or maybe even pre-pandemic, like when they announced the plans to do all this stuff and uh, the SEC made it all right to have alcohol, although they already made it all right to have alcohol, so it didn't really ever change anything for Kentucky. There was going to be like 12, it, I swear it was told to me, there was going to be like 12 or 24 people that were going to be able to have like drinks and cups, but you'd never know it. But even like all the rich donors and stuff, they were not going to be able to. So you you are correct. They could do it at halftime. They could do it before the game. Uh, yeah, I I don't know. It should just be you can go to a concession stand. It's dumb to even have these debates yeah, the, or, the, or discussions at the, the end amount of, the day. of jumping through hoops that you'd have to do to drink a beer during a game is silly. Yeah, absolutely silly. Yeah, and I'm not worried about the rich folk. I just want to know. I just want to know. I'm walking out in section two twenty three. What am I? What am I looking at? Like, what's around me? Um, is are they all chair back seats? It's it, as much as we think U of L stinks. Like the Yum Center is one of the nicest basketball arenas in the world. It's a shame that it's so often empty and filled and with scandalous coaches and players. But uh, it is one of the nicest arenas, absolutely, in the world. You and when you walk out, it just it kind of feels like a pro arena, or just feels like this is one. It feels like it when you go out and you see the floor and you you 
it's such a big building, but it, it kind of goes up and it goes out and all the seats are nice and it's got all the ribbon boards and all that stuff. It needs to kind of have a similar feel to that. Uh, it, or else it's like, why didn't you just build a new arena to begin with, which was discussed and talked about in Kentucky, kind yeah. of threatened Rupp Arena or threatened downtown with that proposal. But it's kind of have to have that feel where Rupp Arena had a, a like a historic feel to it, but it just it did kind of feel like you were in an outdated arena. I would also add that for some reason, I think... The chairback thing, Louisville fans would always complain about it. It never bothered me in football, and I actually kind of, I don't want to say liked it, but like, you know, you're shoulder to shoulder. You're getting up and down a lot during a football game. For some reason, it always bothered me more in a basketball game, and maybe because it felt much more cramped and claustrophobic because you're inside, but the the chairbacks need to happen at at Rupp. I mean, that was... And I think some of it's because it feels like you're about to fall over when you're up at Rupp Arena. Like it gets pretty, uh, pretty up and down, like you said, in the upper decks. Yes, it really is. I mean, it's a workout. Justin, when you went to, was it Toby Keith? Did you, did you have a climb up there? Uh, yeah, we sat in the upper deck, but I had been to several games there. Uh, so I knew what to expect. I don't, to be honest with you guys, I don't think it's a, as steep as people say. Well, well, this because is coming you, from some, yeah, this is coming yeah. from somebody also from a steep arena. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, that's Hall the thing. Is yeah. the steepest arena. I, yeah. I can't even believe it's like up to code. It's so that's a, that's that's probably why I think Assembly Hall is probably more steep than Rupp. Um, but if if I hadn't ever walked into Assembly Hall, Rupp probably would have been more freaky for me than it was. That that I was gonna like say in uh, yeah I was gonna say. And when you get to the – if you're in third level at the Yum Center, I always say this. This is the great divide between solid seats versus do not buy those tickets. But if you're at the Yum Center and you walk out and if you go up, that they also just kind of start making them really steep up there too at the very tippy-top there. Roush, those seats are horrible at the Yum Center. Do not, do not get them. Yeah. But if you walk down out of the concourse on the third level, those seats are pretty all right. I've actually enjoyed some basketball games up there but I, i'm excited to see it when it's all done when is it supposed to be completely finished? Uh, i don't i don't know if it's going to be ready for this season or not to be i don't think it quite is frank yeah i i think a lot of it will be but i'm sure it'll be one of those things where not all the concession stands are open um that i i've heard that they were running very far behind um but at least the primary exterior like if, if you're driving by it on Main Street, you go, you see the big shiny building, you go past it, and then there's still something else that they're working on over there that's not even close to being done. And I, as far as inside, I'm sure that they've got their little luxury areas ready, but I don't, I don't know if they have everything ready as far as Rupp goes. Oh, you think they took care of the luxury uh, folks first? No, nah, I think they did. I think oh. they would. Shocker. All right, let's go to a commercial break. We will talk sports. We will talk. Uh, briefly about UK's 2022 schedule, although look where that led us, Roush. I told you it was more about lifestyle stuff than it was about the – I mean, because how are we going to break down games from a, over 12 months away? Probably not going to be good radio if we were to do that. But we will talk about what we like about it, at least in terms of the formatting. And then we'll continue to talk South Carolina. we got some big news from the Gamecocks. It's game week. This is Kentucky Roll Call on a Wacky Wednesday. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Roll Justin We'll be right back.
run like maze, but you hit like Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Oh, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin Kalen on your Wednesday. Hope everybody's having a great start to their day. Rainy, stormy, going to be like that most of the morning, which... Uh, Ugh, gross. Yeah, yeah, it is. It really drive, is. Drive safe out there, folks. It's um, People forget how to drive. They, like they do. There's tons of accidents already all throughout town. So take your time. Drive a little slower if you have to. Don't try to be Johnny Big Shot going 85 on the Watterson, weaving in and out of people. Uh, but, you know, don't also drive too slow because that can also be just drive normal. Johnny right? Big Shot never stays at home, TJ. No. He He's really- always out. He's always out. He really is. Uh, want to remind folks that Cherry Runs hosting a two-day individual tournament, the Fall Classic, on September 25th and 26th, and a two-person tournament on October 16th. People can call the Pro Shop at 812-578-3355 to register. That is 812-578-3355 to register. Uh, I know somebody playing in that, by the way. Oh, nice. Cherry Run, big, big... uh, Big tournament feel out there on the course. It, it feels important out there. It's beautiful. So if you feel like you're up to snuff, go ahead and, and check it out. Uh, and they also, you don't have to be a tournament player to right, play out there. Right. You can go out there anytime and play. That's what I'm doing uh, next Friday. So uh, very excited. That's how I'm how starting you, year 30. What do you, What's going on next Friday there, Nick? I told you. I'm, that's, my, my birthday's the day before. My dad's having some friends in town. So... Uh, have yeah, you booked so your tea times? Uh, my dad's booked a tea time already. You well, did. He better have. Dad, if you're listening, book that tea time. Okay, well, because yeah. I call, I tried to, I was trying to play the next Friday and I couldn't. So just a heads up. Oh, suck it, Justin. <laughs> I'm, ju- I'm just saying. Suck it, but I think he, suck I think he's saying, what if you don't have your tea time? You're you're not playing you. either. Well, no, I think he, I think he already has the tea time though. That'd be pretty funny. It would be really funny. <laughs> I mean, one way or another, it's going to be pretty good. It's going to be pretty good stuff. I look forward to seeing how it all shakes out. And a day like today, you can't golf. It's too swampy. No. You may get struck by lightning. You could be killed. Uh, no golfing today, but that's why they made the Bobby Cook Golf Academy, Nick Roush. Yeah, it's the best place to work on your game. Year-round in their indoor simulators, they're state-of-the-art technology, the best of the best. You can just go there to hit the driving range for a little dog, get your, get your back loose, swing those sticks around. Uh, you can also take lessons from Bobby. Bobby knows what he's doing. He will get your swing straightened out in no time, or you can just hang out with the fellows and play around at courses from all across the world. And might I say that this would be a great weekend to do it. The cats are out of town. You've got the Ryder Cup going on. I mean, that would be a great Saturday kind of pregame. Have the Ryder Cup on while you're playing around with the fellas. BYOB. It's very convenient right across the river in southern Indiana. Exit four. Just call Bobby at 812-913-4415 or go to Bobby Cook, Cook with an E, golfacademy.com to book your tea time today. 
right off exit four on I-65 in southern Indiana. Go check them out. All right. Uh, text on into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. We always love hearing from you, 502-414-1450. Let's put a bow on the 2022 scheduling conversation, and then we'll move on to some other stuff because we've already kind of started it. But yeah. in all seriousness, Roush, uh, I guess I have a, I think, a pretty generic take, and then I have, I guess, maybe semi a hot take. I'm not overly passionate about it, but it is just an opinion. Uh, regarding the schedule, but a lot of home games, and I think UK should win seven of them. Yeah, home games good. Uh, I uh, my my first thing when I saw it, I was like, okay, okay, this looks good. And I keep scrolling. I'm like, who? That's a way to end the season. Um, I mean, at least the games are at home, but <laughs> it, it it feels like. Oftentimes, you, you've you got a good feel of how the team's going to finish out. But, man, anything can happen after that bye week. I mean, because you, you go on the road to Tennessee, to Missouri. Those are games that will really help define the pecking order of where you are in the SEC. And you do get at least a Vandy breather. But then to end with Georgia and Louisville. But those – no, no cupcakes, no cupcakes. And, uh, you know, usually before that Louisville game, you get a nice New Mexico state to beat up on, not this year. So, uh, man, that, that, that's a tough two games to end your season that, uh, I mean, I, it's just, it's, it's backloaded. It's backloaded. Like a lot of schedules were early on in the Mark Stoops tenure. And, uh, man, it, I would rather it be the other way around because, you think so much more fondly of the way seasons go by how they end and not how they start. Like that 2019 team, it was, it was that that thing had gone off the rails at the beginning of the year, but they ended up winning, I think, five of their last six with Lynn Bowden at quarterback. And we think so highly of that season in hindsight. Uh, I worry if you, if you, with a, a difficult ending like that, that you could just have a sour taste in your mouth going into the offseason. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't think it's as difficult as you let on. I mean, the Missouri games have been pretty darn close. Tennessee, Kentucky's won once there in the 80s. I mean, at minimum, you're winning two out of three to finish the year. And then if you win your bowl game, you're winning three out of four. That's I think that's riding high. Yeah, yeah. And it's also, who knows where Louisville's going to be next year. If Satterfield's still around, like, they're going to be, they should be pretty bad. Wait, Um, are we hearing, I, I think... Justin maybe maybe out, have, had stepped out of the producer room, but uh, are we hearing Roush a little scared of Louisville? No, it's just it's a rivalry game, and it's important to beat them. And if you just play Georgia, like I, I know that next year's iteration of Georgia will be different than this year's, but man, like South Carolina this week, part of the reason why I'm gaining confidence is because they're going to be just so beat up. And, and all Kentucky has to do is really punch them in the mouth hard early. And I, I don't, I just don't know if they're going to be able to withstand the physicality back to back weeks. And having those games back to back does it, it, it causes some caution, brings a little bit of pause. 
Now, if you can't get up for the Louisville game, if you're too sore or sad because you lost to Georgia for the U of L, no, that's that's not a realistic thing that happens. I don't care that I, I'm fine with Georgia being there in front of the Louisville game. In a perfect world, the cupcake would be nice, but that's that's not really that's not really how it works uh, because you won't allow the Georgia game. You shouldn't allow that Georgia game to beat you twice. Um, you we, shouldn't, but it can though. Like, it, that, well, that, but, but if you can't again, if you can't get up for the Louisville game, then that's we get we got bigger issues as but is. You, you, I I know that I'm like throwing some weird caveats in there, and I'm yeah. not saying like I'm overly concerned, but like, I mean, C.J. Conrad broke his foot at Georgia one year. Like, uh, oh, okay, Georgia, you, and who hurt Terry touchdown? Was that because that team was super physical? No, and- I, I I'm I'm just. I'm five SEC games in, or, or what is it? You just go three out of your first four are your bad non-conference team, and then you end the schedule with SEC teams. I'm just saying that's something that's a little out of the ordinary, and uh, you know, I, I would much rather it that not be the case. Oh goodness gracious! You one of the teams is Vanderbilt, one of the teams is Louisville. Uh, you're you're fine. Tennessee is going to always have some talent, but that's a game Kentucky should be competitive in. Kentucky's won at Missouri plenty. You're right. It's a tough game, but it's the SEC. It should be tough. And then Georgia, Georgia's Georgia, but you get them at home, you give them your best shot. I hate this loser mentality that you have. I do love that. Like we're, we're like from day to day, we just change like I, in the season of now, I'm the more confident one. And then in the season ahead, you're the more confident one. <laughs> well, I, it's not that I'm confident Kentucky's going to win all those games, but like I just a far look at it. I have no idea what Kentucky's going to look like, no idea what Tennessee's going to look like, but looking at where the programs are, Kentucky should be competitive in a road game at Tennessee. Kentucky should be competitive in a road game at Missouri, meaning in both games, I think Kentucky should have chances to win. If not, should win. We should see. Vanderbilt, Kentucky, significantly better. No, no, no sweat there. Louisville, Kentucky's better. No sweat there. So then it's Georgia. Georgia's the only team in the last five that you can maybe say is a throwaway loss game, but one, Kentucky has played Georgia competitively as well. And two, that game's at home. It's going to be a long season for Georgia at that point. It'll be a long season for Kentucky. You have no idea at injuries. So uh, yeah, how yeah. that can play a role hey, into it. So bring and, it on, baby. And bright side, you know, th- th- that could be another SEC East championship game back at the Krogh. And hey, you know what? That wouldn't that be yeah. something? And that would like that'd be the last the last SEC game for both teams. So totally be on the line. You're right yeah. about that. That would be sweet. And then you're probably again kind of looking at the big picture program stance. You're probably going to lose at Florida, and most likely if Ole Miss is rocking and rolling the way that they are, you may lose at Ole Miss. So I kind of like that you get some of those cupcakes in there. So the record still keeps the fans going to the Krogh for the back half of the season for really important games where the weather is not going to be as nice and you're going to want fans, you're going to need fans to be there. So I like that the wins are going to be, hey, you know what, even if Kentucky loses their two road games, we still have a winning record. You beat South Carolina, you're 4-2. and two. You beat Mississippi State at home, you're 5-2. and two. Bada boom, bada bing, you're a win away from bowl eligibility. The fans would probably be in a good spot. So I'm fine with it. Now, can I get to my hot take, my mildly Ooh. hot take? Ooh, I like mildly hot takes. Is it Salsarita's hot sauce take or too spicier than that? It, I, it's No, I, I can't say it's that spicy. And I really care about Salsarita's spicy hot salsa. This take I don't really care so much about. But okay. 
eight eight home games is too many home games. I'm not going to go all deputy doofus and like make fun of Kentucky for having eight home games because the pandemic and having the Louisville game flipped and whatnot. I get that there's been some scheduling hurdles, but that that's going to be a, a you know, you're going to get charged for eight games as well. And that's asking a lot out of Kentucky fans to take eight Saturdays between September and November and come out and hang out with us. And obviously not every fan's going to go to every game and you can give tickets away and whatnot. But boy, I sure would love one of those home games being either a home and home against a halfway decent opponent or a neutral site game against a decent opponent. Again, I get it the way the schedule kind of worked out this season, but uh, eight's a lot of home games. Roush. Mm. Some would say one well, too many. What if I told you that this schedule might be thrown in the garbage can? That's something uh, we have to remember, too. Well, that's news to me. Tell me more. Texas and Oklahoma, they are not factored into the schedule. And wow. a lot of folks are under the impression when the news dropped that Texas and Oklahoma would be making the move sooner rather than later instead of being lame ducks in the Big 12 Conference. So we could be having another schedule release show in June of next year. Oh my god. Texas and Oklahoma in the SEC. This has been as big M Night Shyamalan hasn't had a twist like this since uh signs. Man. Wait, was that a twist? They just left, right? No, there is a twist, all right. You know the twist. In signs? Like I forgot oh, what made him go on. away. Oh, like, you wasn't know it just like they didn't like the radio or something? Oh, they didn't like something. Something that was all throughout the house. And how cute was it when they were talking about it? But then it ended up being a major, major factor in driving away the aliens. What was it? It was, it was the water. Okay, all right. There we go. I, I knew it was something mundane, but it wasn't going to be the foil heads. I remember it was like, oh, she never finishes her glasses of water. Uh, and there's like millions of them. And it was like, at some point, you need to have a conversation with your kid and be like, this is not how we do things. But sure <laughs> enough, aliens hated the water. So what saved the day? And we oh. did. We did. We did spoil signs for you if you hadn't seen that movie. I was getting ready to say, awesome. Thanks, guys. Oh, yeah. yeah you were going to well, watch it 20 years. I'm just ago. kidding. I've seen signs. I just don't remember it like you all do. Oh, the, my favorite, like, it was when I knew M. Night Shyamalan was done, was The Village. Because okay, that was so like... I'm not going not gonna to take any village slander. No, it's great, and I loved it. But it also was like, oh gosh, this is really ridiculous. <laughs> that, that twist was like, that twist was Shyamalan kind of just like messing with his fans. Oh, that yeah. Was, he was, was really just like, I can get away with whatever. Oh, exactly. <laughs> You're going to like it. Right that, that's exactly what it was. <laughs> <laughs> that one was, we won't give away that one, but that one was pretty funny. Uh, yeah. I'm a huge M. Night Shyamalan fan. Right, right. Uh, but uh, in, back to our M. Night Shyamalan twist, the Texas and Oklahoma, like we, this whole thing could be just completely topped on side, like thrown upside down. And for Kentucky fans' sake, I hope it doesn't. And if it does, I hope we still get a trip to the Grove because I will be so upset if another decade goes by and we're not there. I mean, the fact that it's been since 2010, I was a freshman in college then. Like, come on. <laughs> we, I, I, I need to go to the Grove. I need to see that stadium. Please make it happen. Man, that's a, that's a good point is that – 
if that if that's the way it's going to go, and I also think that's the way it's going to go, then maybe don't plan your Grove trips just yet. I mean, I feel like I mean the 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 only big downer with the Airbnbs is the cancellation policy. You know. Yeah, most, most of, of them. Are... I mean, most of the good ones will do a free cancellation thirty days before or something like that. So it, it, I would that that would be the play. Yeah, I guess plan it like it's going to be. What was it? The uh, October third or October first? Yeah, October first. Yeah. But uh, get your cancellation plans in because there is the Texas and Oklahoma clause here that mm-hmm. almost. Un- yeah, you're. That's a good point. That I, I yeah. had completely flew over my head. Hey, speaking of cancellation uh, policies, just if you have to cancel anything, this is a heads up for our KRC listeners. Just use COVID. Oh, no, no charge. No charge if it's COVID related. A lot of hotels have, I mean, at least on hotels.com, will say, like, we doesn't even matter. Just so you know right. about that. Yeah. Well, uh, where, man, where, you should have used that with your Missouri hotel room, TJ. No, it's, I mean, it specifically said, like, no cancellations, not even COVID. Oh wow! Really? Yes. Man, bad hotels. You got to get the no Justin Kalen hotel. Don't stay there anymore. Yeah. No, I mean I get it. Like, because listen, I mean Justin's literally just saying that people are going to make up COVID excuses. No, that I don't. I'm not saying that happens. I'm trying to give our our listeners and you all some insight. If you need to cancel anything and don't want to get charged, that's the way to go about it. Yeah, and I think again, I think businesses are catching on to you saying that and know that people because that is happening. People are using COVID as excuses, so they're not allowing that to be an excuse anymore. You could be right, yeah. I could see that being the case, too. But if you do it with Justin, you're good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Justin's basically... No charge. Uh, scoots. Just, Justin's basically telling friends and family at PSA that, like, hey, the COVID excuse, I still am expecting to use that myself. Oh yeah, but it, it will yeah. still work with me too. If you want to get out something, you want to get out something with me. Because let's be well, honest, Roush, I, I would love an honest poll of Americans who has, at some point since March 2020, said, uh, "I I think there's there's an exposure to COVID. I, I, just to be safe, I'm not going to be able to make it." I would bet that it's oh, probably man. been everybody. No, I, I bet it's truly only. I bet it's roughly over 50 percent. To get out of things, oh my! Like, yeah. that you don't want to do. Oh my yeah. gosh, Justin, you you're not making enough plans if you aren't canceling plans. <laughs> this is true. I don't have time to make plans, Roush. I'm sorry. Oh man, <laughs> if I had time. <laughs> it's kind of like a Justin making. Well, this is a real Wednesday thought. Justin wow. making plans is kind of like a chicken or the egg situation. <laughs> Has he always been too busy to make plans, or or can <laughs> or can he not make plans because he's already too busy? Yeah, oh, no man. time. <laughs> Woo. Uh, let's yeah. read the Thornton's text here. Uh, well, uh, yeah, just too many home games. But you're right, Roush. Maybe that gets flipped up. Uh, but it's still another way for me to be like, I, I also want to play somebody out of conference that's not Louisville once in every freaking blue moon. Uh, a it's, Power it, 5 conference, ideally. It's, but it's, that's fine. It, did you hear uh, Louisville fans after the – it was the first loss, the one to Ole Miss. They were like, all right, I'm tired of playing in these games. And yes, after yes. after insulting Kentucky fans for years for playing nobody in the non-conference, they were like, I'm done doing these non-conference games. <laughs> I did see that. That was pretty yeah. hilarious. Especially after, like, if you look at Louisville's track record, they've, they've gotten nothing positive out of it. I mean, Alabama beat them by a million. Uh, 
Auburn, they played Auburn close, and they were like, okay, well, this is actually not bad. They're a top 10 team. Turns out that Auburn team was only a seven win team. Um, and that might have been their best iteration of playing that early non conference game. So, yeah, also, really funny how the tables turned. While also having a good, uh, a good, clean family fun laugh at our our U of L friends, uh, Old Mingus also had the tweets that he 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 wants a bad boy coach. They've 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 taken the high road now, and he doesn't like it. Like after they, this was after the old Miss game too. Did you see? Oh those? yeah. Oh, so it was it was you, you were tired of the nice guys, but like, wait, we, we don't the nice need- guy won a game against um, UCF uh, G five team, so now we're good. We don't we don't need the choir boys anymore, which is hilarious because you know mingus with his high horse that not even trevor could elevate to on a wednesday Uh, (laughs) (laughs) oh man what a great wednesday show let's just give it up for us this is a good first hour oh boy man bringing the heat yeah and uh and you're right and louisville fans are super pumped up and rightfully so like that was a fun game i'm sure that was a good moment for their program but the thing with Satterfield that I would just remind you of all fans is what if Central Florida holds on to that ball for another second, completes that pass, kicks a field goal, you all lose a game that you were driving to win, that you really were winning most of the game or at least tied a good chunk of the game, and you end up losing that game and you go to one and two. Everybody would be furious and want him out. So it's just that that and I'm not telling them to feel any differently. They feel they should feel the way that they feel. They're the U of L fans, not me. But it is funny just in football how one play can and and maybe we've had a similar situation with Stoops, the Mississippi State game, McGinnis back in what 2016, I think it was. Uh, if that you know, if you don't hit that field goal, things change. So funny how mm-hmm. one play can completely kind of change outlooks for some folks, Roush. Yeah, and especially down at UCF too. They end up losing Dylan Gabriel for the year, and yeah. uh, poor Joey Gatewood, third different school third different time not getting a starting quarterback job instead of playing a guy that he's coached for three years at least now uh, Gus Malzahn is rocking with true freshman Mikey Keene so Gatewood is still just the rushing quarterback uh, they put him in for a play or two against Louisville he's got four rushes for 35 yards this year but the reason why he left Auburn is because he didn't want to be the rushing quarterback and now he's right back with Gus being the rushing quarterback. And uh, it's also worth noting, he's the only other quarterback that's on the depth chart right now. They only have two quarterbacks. So he's technically not beating out anybody. I, I would maybe chalk this up like, hey, you got into the system too late. Because uh, he kind of did, all things considered. He did, yeah. And, yeah. and maybe, hey, we're going to have a short leash on him. You got to stay ready to go. I, we will see Joey Gatewood taking – snaps for central florida i think significant snaps for central florida at some point this season so i am not gonna i'm not gonna rub it into joey it is i'm sure he's probably a little bit embarrassed by it as well but i'll be rooting for him it's just somebody that really hasn't been able to kind of figure out the throwing part of football which is significant but you never know it's long season he'll get plenty of time all right hour one done hour two of kentucky roll call rolls along after this this is KRC on Big X. CJ Walker, the crowd. Justin K.
Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Radio. Ninety-six-one FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen here on your wet Wednesday. Appreciate you joining. Remember, KRC replays 9 to 11 on Big X Sports Radio, the biggest and the exiest that it's ever been currently. And wherever you get your podcast, just search for Kentucky Roll Call. Leave a comment, rating, review. We always appreciate that. Justin is doing a phenomenal job, and we're very appreciative. He's posting it to the KRC Facebook page each and every day. Feel free to join us on Facebook, not just for your general Facebook shenanigans here and there. Sometimes there's some serious posts. Sometimes there's some goofy posts. Sometimes Keith is showing off all his... Uh, his his rich lifestyle. So you get a little bit of everything on the Kentucky Roll Call Facebook page. We'd love to have you over there, Roush. And uh, I'd love for everybody to check out Genesis Diamonds this weekend as well because their bridal event is the tops. They are getting one of the top designers from New York, one of the top designers from California to Corey Viraggio. They're meeting in the middle in Louisville, Kentucky for a for an extravaganza the likes of which Roush, you haven't you, you haven't seen maybe since America's been uh, been around. It's been a really really long time. And this weekend, the world's best designers, you're going to enjoy special incentives, special financing, and that is Friday through Sunday at Genesis Diamonds. Wow! Kentucky Roll Call Center, you're going to get a free soft drink. Boom! Do it to it, Kentucky fans. Get to Genesis Diamonds. Um, we also need to get to a little bit of news that broke this morning from our good friend John Hale of the Courier Journal. Uh, he spoke spoke to Javon Bonite. It's the first time Bonite has uh, talked publicly since his arrest, and I believe that was May, March, April, May eighth. Yeah, there we go. And uh, Bonite shares his side of the story, and I think we know why he was contesting this. And the big takeaway I have is that in the police report, they completely omitted that he was driving two people in the car with him. So like the pure facts of the case, it was like, wow, he was speeding. He wasn't talking. He had a half open bottle of liquor in Northern Kentucky. What's he even doing there? Well, uh, his side of the story is that he was picking up his brother and a lady friend from the airport. They had been drinking, and when he got pulled over for speeding, they were starting to get a little cantankerous, and he essentially said, I was just trying to defuse the situation with just straight yes or no answers. I knew things were getting bad, so that's I, that, that's why I refused a field sobriety test. That, that part's a little weird. Like If I wasn't drinking, I would just do the field sobriety test and get the hell out of there. Um, but it is kind of weird that they omitted just the fact that there were two other people in the car um, and his brother like even said that it was his vodka that he brought with him on the plane. So um, good to hear that side of the story, although the damage has already been done, unfortunately. Um, but the, the details in there do, do paint a, a little bit more light on that situation. 
Yeah, that's that's interesting. Uh, honestly, knowing there was other people in there makes it even like more of a kind of frustrating situation because not only if you just make one mistake going that fast, especially if you're drinking, then it's not going to be good. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, that just yeah. I mean, he says he a, wasn't drinking, but like, just do the field sobriety test. You know, like I don't. Yeah, um, I mean. That, that's the part I, I, I don't understand in all of this. He said he was worried about his safety. If I was, <clears throat> excuse me, innocent, I would do that and just get off with a speeding ticket. Uh, but I can definitely see the scenario where you're picking up drunk friends, you get pulled over by the cops, and they start like getting mad at the cops and giving them a hard time because they're being a little too strict with the person who's driving. Definitely yeah. seen that situation, c- can see that situation unfolding. Yeah, but like what situation with law enforcement, if you just kind of cooperate with what they're like, everybody just kind of do it. If you're not drinking, then you're probably just going to end up with a speeding ticket. Why don't you just do what you can to to see that through? And yeah, I mean, like, it we, like we you say were trying that. To avoid, yeah, no, it seemed like we're, you're trying to avoid you know. the worst. Sure. seems like you're trying to avoid the worst case scenario by not cooperating, which is going to make the worst case scenarios. Like, I don't know, I, but it, we weren't there for it. It's yeah. now already, and that's why we have processes uh, that hopefully will figure this stuff out. But interesting update from John Hale, and uh, just hope it works out the best for everybody. It doesn't didn't seem like a good incident, and uh, but there are two sides to every story. So, didn't they take him to jail that night? Uh, yeah. They like arrested him. Yeah. See, that just doesn't make any sense. If you're not drinking, you're not going to be okay with them putting you in handcuffs and taking you to jail. You're, that's yeah, just not I mean, going to be a situation you're okay with. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't be okay with it either. But it's also like our views of the police as white men are much different than black men. And, this is true. You know, like that's just you're going to handle situations differently. So, you know, like I, I don't get it and I never will get it. Um, but that's, that's kind of where we're where we're at he's living with the consequences and in his actual you know uh, by the law standards he only paid like 250 dollars in fines and court costs and he got his driver's license temporarily rarely suspended um the big thing was just like how it's going to take a hit on his career because that certainly will be the case getting demoted from wide receivers coach to quality control it'll take a hit there, there's there's no denying that so um, now he's telling his side of the story. Maybe his next employer will believe it. Uh, hopefully he gets another chance because, uh, you know, n- n- no one person should be completely derailed by one mistake or, you know, w- one little incident. I agree with that. I agree with that. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the news with South Carolina yesterday. We know who the quarterback is going to be, although I this didn't really come as a major surprise, right? Right, right. Like I – it was one of those things where Luke Doty. So let's let's. There's a few things we need to remember here. Luke Doty, I think, moved from wide receiver to quarterback at the end of last year. He won the starting job in spring practice. Was going to be South Carolina starter until an offensive lineman stepped on his foot in summer preseason training camp. Insert, that's when you have the whole drama of moving the GA over. Zeb Nolan comes into play. Doty was apparently good to go last week, but I think they were just like, 
they were doing the old Justin Fields and Aaron Donald. Like, you don't want to throw them to the Wolves right away. That was a dumb excuse for the Justin Fields Bears thing. It makes sense in this case. Where did you really want Doty's first game to be against Georgia? What ends up happening is that Zeb on a which man, just a great name on a he ends up getting stepped on like by Cleet tears up his hand one play, and Doty ends up still playing most of that game. So uh, he's back. I know some people are having the um, oh my gosh. Can you believe that there's a backup, another backup quarterback? Ah, no. It's like, dude, this was guy was the original starter. Uh, what will be frustrating is that he's pretty good at running. I mean, after all, he was a wide receiver. Kentucky's been bad about getting quarterbacks down in the pocket. He's going to make some plays that are elusive and get away. That's going to be frustrating. Uh, there's no doubt about it. But you know what? You're going to get it 10 times worse the following week with Emory Jones. So uh, having Doty in at quarterback should actually be a good test for Kentucky's defense that's getting ready for, you know, that'll have Florida right on the horizon a week later. That's a that's a great way to kind of ease Kentucky concerns, Kentucky fans' concerns that if you can't if you can't have this defense can't handle, well maybe it won't ease their concerns, maybe it'll just make them go crazy if Kentucky struggles to to slow him down on Saturday, but it is it is a fair point that if if th this is kind of the the very very light version of what Kentucky will get against Florida and we're all excited about that Florida game and think Kentucky maybe can pull off the upset, but to get there it's going to be a lot more fun if Kentucky's undefeated and to do that you're going to need to stop somebody that can make some plays with his legs or allow his legs to make some plays with his arms that's honestly what i'm a little bit more concerned about is him breaking down getting past the first rush if it ever gets there hopefully it will and then the defense kind of scrambling him going rolling outside the pocket and and maybe hitting Kentucky for for a deep ball or something along those lines, but yeah. uh, the, Mark Stoops has he, he's seen it all. It, he's been the the head coach long enough in the SEC to see every different type of quarterback, pretty much every different type of offense. So uh, he's had six. We we've had games where rushing quarterbacks have looked really silly, and that's been fun. We've had games where we've been completely torched. So uh, I'll be I'll be anxious to see it. But this is a good. Uh, I, I just I'm. Defense, offense, we'll, we'll talk more about it today. We'll talk more about it tomorrow and certainly on Friday. I, I just am excited to see this team come out fired up. If, yeah, yeah. All, all the reports seem to indicate that's going to be the case. You're hearing nothing but good things for the most part from practices. Uh, the right mindset after a pretty underwhelming win against Chattanooga. I'm just I, – I, I look – I think we'll be able to tell early on, Roush, in that game that, all right, Kentucky's ready for this. They're going to take care of business. Or – Eh, this could this could be kind of a drag them out. Let's just hope that that the ball bounces our way in the fourth quarter. I'm thinking it's going to be the former, and I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, especially on the offensive line, um, they did not come out ready to play against Chattanooga, and you know some of that probably is on the. Uh, you know, uh, the the mentality going into the game, like, hey, we're going to pass the ball a lot. We're going to be like that. That can cause a team to lose its edge, especially in your front five. I've got a good hunch that Kennard and Co. are going to be ready to whoop some ass on Saturday. And you know what? They need to be because here's here, here here's what's a good motivating factor, not just the bad uh, loss on uh, – last last week or not the bad loss but the bad the poor performance against an fcs team 
if you Justin Rowland does a thing where he just simply shares all of the recruiting profiles from all of the the players in in the matchup. When you look at South Carolina's, they've got two five stars on that defensive line. Uh, Enigbare, the outside linebacker, he's going to be a first, second round NFL draft pick. They've got some guys that when Kennard wants to get picked in the NFL draft, this is tape that NFL scouts are going to look at. They're smart enough to know that. They know that they've got to be on their level. Dare Rosenthal, like, dude, you got to be on top of your P's and Q's this Saturday. Uh, because the NFL scouts are going to be watching. And and so I that that's a big reason why I think the big blue wall is going to be ready to play. Ah, love hearing it. I really do. And uh, this this is a good – I mean, any game, any Saturday, when you only get 12 of them, any Saturday can kind of be a statement Saturday if you want it to be. But if Kentucky goes out there and it's like the first half of the Missouri game minus the final two minutes, then <laughs> – and then you actually duplicate it with another strong second half, and and you beat South Carolina by two, three, four scores, however many multiple possessions. You're not sweating it out in the fourth quarter. That that's gonna that's gonna send a message. That's gonna be getting the team riding high heading into that Florida game, and I, I think that's important. So I hope you're right, Roush. And uh, there are some teams, and there's been some Stoops teams. Stoops road record not great. But there's been some teams that that competed well on the road, uh, did a lot of really good things on the road, or even if they didn't always come away with wins, they would play teams competitively. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to see what kind of road team this is as well. And you, you almost have to th- – well, you do have to throw out last year because you didn't have the crowds. Uh, I don't think it's going to be probably the wildest environment South Carolina's ever had for a Kentucky game. Uh, I've been hearing ticket sales yeah. aren't amazing for it. Fine by me, but it'll still be rowdier than anything Kentucky's seen since 2019. No, no doubt about it. Uh, there's a lot of guys who have not played and in, in, in experienced anything like this before. So, you know, you can expect some mistakes. Uh, they've made plenty of mistakes early on in this game previously. But there's two things we got to remember, or no, three things we got to remember when evaluating this game. One, Kentucky's more talented. I know that there's some really good guys on that front seven of their defense. But outside of that, there's there's not a whole lot there. Two, Mark Stoops is 7-1 and one against the spread in games at South Carolina. Three, S&P Plus is calling for a six-and-a-half-point victory for Kentucky. The spread's five. Folks, I know there's some, there's some pause after last week, but Kentucky's the better football team. They should go get this victory on Saturday. Well said. Well said, and I agree with you 100%. Justin, you on board with all this? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I'm on board. <laughs> Woo! He's on board. <laughs> Justin, who do the volleyball caps have this week? Oh, great question. Uh, They already played Stanford. I don't know. Man, I would have cra- cracked up if you just knew. If you were like, it's Northwestern on Wednesday night. <laughs> <laughs> is that who it is? Speaking of Wednesday no, I've not. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I was just saying it'd be funny if you just could rattle it off like it was nothing. Yeah, Even I'm not. Wednesday night. I'm not got, that big of a fan yet. They've got Missouri on Friday, and then Mississippi on Wednesday. So mm-hmm. they yeah, are in the heart of SEC. Yep. Oh, uh, yep. sweep, sweep city USA. It sounds like. Yeah. Woohoo! Let's how, go. Sweep how, them up. How sweep it is. Uh, you know how sweep it is that we have Survivor tonight, boys and girls. Oh, oh forgot. Sweet. Yes. Woohoo! Man, hell yeah. 
Oh yeah, new season, and we all kind of found out that we all. Lo- I mean, Roush and I knew. But I guess we didn't know that Justin was such a huge fan. So, doesn't that go against everything you like, Justin? Or is this what you? Know, oh you God, like, no! That you like? You don't like science? You don't, you don't like science fiction? Yeah, I don't like the stuff that can't happen. But Survivor's pretty realistic, so yeah, I enjoy it. Yeah, you know we. And it's only an hour every week. I can ha- even the little time I do have, I can handle that. <laughs> you know, I think tonight may be a two-hour one. But oh uh, crap! You know that we, you know that we've interviewed a Survivor winner before. I do. Yeah, I listened to the interview, Kentucky Nick. That's not a big deal. Yep, the most famous yep. Nick that's ever been on Kentucky Roll Call. <laughs> it was a real treat getting to talk with the him. richest one too. That's that, ain't that the truth. Uh, but that's <laughs> uh, that starts tonight. We're excited about it. We're going to be doing a Patreon on it on Thursdays. So. We have that to look forward to, and uh, Kentucky Volleyball starts SEC schedule. Justin, we'll need you for the UK Volleyball updates. All right. I will. Uh, I can be here for that. That's that's attainable. Let's get to the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. 502-414-1450. Uh, and by the way, we just – the text controversy with the Mike Rutherford show. Is it heating up? Uh, yeah, I mean, we're well, like some of his texters are now starting to text at all hours. And we have, you know, we have some of our texters texting in during his show. And it's just, if your text doesn't get read, it's, I promise you, it's probably just a text line mishap and we'll try to get back to it. Why can't we have two Thornton's text lines? I don't, I don't know. You know, I don't. I'd be telling Mike, listen, dude, you're late to the party. You can have your own text line number. Yeah. How about that? you know we're a big we're a big ex family here, and we always have been. We always will be. We're bigger. We're exier. Now we per- just gotta share more. In a perfect world, and there's zero chance this would happen during Mike's show. Trevor could send the KRC text over to our specific thread that we have because we have our own thread separate from the text line, and it gets sent from the text line to our thread. And yeah, Trevor but, has access well, to that, and I mean. He's, that, Asking Trevor to do more work, come on. That would really solve pretty much all of our issues, but uh, it is what it is. Anyways, the texter on the Thornton's text line says, Nil is real. Of course Duke would get a guy or two. It is still a premier Nike school. The Swish will make sure Duke continues to be a marketing asset. Yeah, nobody said otherwise. We know Duke's going to get guys. It's just I wanted Lively, and I'm bummed that Duke got him. Not because, I mean, I would have been bummed if anybody got him, but then you add the fact that it's the dorks from Duke. And I'm even more salty about it. I was I was gonna bring this up yesterday, but aside from Shire as the coach, isn't and this this may be a little hot takey. I hope not. Uh, but isn't Salter, Duke Salter, and, Salterita's hot takey? Isn't maybe so? Isn't Duke and Kentucky pretty well the same place when it comes to schooling? The no. the way you're gonna be treated as a basketball player? No, no. No, I mean yes. No. I mean yes and no to some degree. Uh, Roush, it's Saint X Trinity Week. Uh, beat the rocks. Uh, yep. Always, always a fun time for for Saint X folks because this would be the one when we were in school that we'd win and then they'd they'd, yeah. get, us, they'd get us right. in the playoffs. But it was always a fun week and uh, and like you know there'd be all these shenanigans and sometimes it would be like oh sometimes it'd maybe cross the line. It's like some student would take it too far, do something stupid, whatever would happen. At the end of the day, St. X and Trinity were basically just the same places. One was called St. X, and it was on Poplar level. One was called Trinity, and it was in St. Matthews. But a lot of the people were the same. You know, same sort of – and DeSales not too far off. 
uh, in the same mold of that. There is a sense of like Duke, great basketball program, huge national fan base. Kentucky, great basketball program. Kentucky also has a big national fan base. Duke gets great recruits. Kentucky gets great recruits. Part of what Justin's saying is true, but the difference is Duke's a bunch of elitist fart sniffers and nobody likes them. Yeah, the culture is much different. It just seemed yesterday like your all's only beef with him going to Duke was because of John Shire, and that's what got me thinking. I was like, Duke and Kentucky are pretty well the same thing. Well, now to kind of – but now to be like – to put on our serious faces, it, it's not the same thing. One has a Hall of Fame head coach, and one has a floor slapper that has never yeah. coached a season ever. That's yeah, no, a but it, big difference. Yeah, if you take the coaches out, though, they're they're the same place. Yeah, but I mean, at that but, point, that's a pretty it, big deal. Yeah. It's true. You You're right. Take out the last twenty-five years, Kentucky and Indiana have had a pretty similar success. You know, like <laughs> you, 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 I still you don't know if that's the case. <laughs> no, it's, it's not. But you, you can't just take out caveats that, like, help fit. Coaches are a pretty big part of a basketball program. That's true. Texter says um, on the Jordan's back- text line, Hulu is Disney, so you can bundle that in ESPN. Yep, I've seen that commercial. It's on quite a bit. Um, <laughs> another, uh, I actually had somebody reach out to me that sells DirecTV streaming or whatever. It was oh, like, no. They were like, obviously, I think this is the best, and I can hook you up if you want me to. And I, oh, I wanted to be no like, shame. Sorry, but I, you know. Hey, person, <laughs> Roush is getting a new house. They are wide open for streaming options. You just need to pitch them a little harder. And that goes no, for anybody with anything well, with Roush. Go ahead and pitch them. See, here's the thing, though. Uh, we have my parents on the same YouTube TV, and the amount of time it took to just log in over there on their devices, too. Like, it's not that much, but it's enough for me to never want to switch ever again. Because you have to log in? Am I getting that correct? Yes, but on their things. Like, I've been over there. I got, you know. Yeah, but just... they're logged in on their things. You could get a new thing, aka Direct TV Stream. And then, and then have to log in over there on that as well. No, no. And teach they, them a new thing. No, no. They they keep what they have. And no, but what they have is new. what I have. We share the same well, streaming. That's fine. You're paying for mom pop's cable now. It's the least you can do. They watch a little dude. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, so. But so, then I just. I, I, they have to learn a new way to work remotes. Like I'm not, no, I'm, I'm, I'm content with YouTube TV. I'm telling I, you, you're paying for two cables, buddy. One is your new one. And one is the one that your parents already have. That way you don't have to switch it for your parents. What is so hard to understand about that? Well, yeah. Cause I need to pay for two, two cables. <laughs> Guys, I kind of need, I kind of need some advice here. I kind of goofed on my Hulu. Too many people have it. I could not watch NFL oh. football on Sunday. What do I do? <laughs> your, what your do I do? It's your account? Change your password, dude. Yeah, change your password. Oh, okay. Yeah. God, why That's didn't I think that? That's so simple. Are you serious? Serious. <laughs> no, I was like, I was, I'm dead serious. I was texting everybody I knew that had it. I was like, yo, are you on my Hulu oh, trying to watch the Steelers game here? How, yeah, how, and I, how many geez. people are we talking about do you think maybe have access to this bad boy? I counted at least seven. Man, that, yeah, that, I mean, that that is some would say maybe that's six too many. I mean, they're all family, but still, yeah, it, it is six too many. I agree, especially when I can't watch what I want to watch. Here's my thing, though. If I'm on my home network, I don't care who else is on my Hulu. Kick them off. I don't care how you decide who you kick off, but kick one of them off if I'm at my home net, home location because I should be able to watch that. It's ridiculous. 
Well, obviously it's ridiculous, but the fact that you didn't think just to switch your password is, I think, maybe the biggest issue of this. Yeah, what a, what a freaking dingus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, all right. Let's let's do cool. one more tax and we'll get yeah. to a break. Do you think the whole Coburn issue makes you have to work harder to get a bona? And they're just having fun with with uh, with names. There is what that. That's right, actually right. a good good text. Uh, yeah, it is. But I'm not going to say Coburn <laughs> like you want me to say it. So suck it, texture. The, the yeah, the Coburn stuff still kind of interesting to me. All right, we're gonna hit a break. I do want to bring this up just briefly. I don't know if you all are keeping up with the controversy in the with the Blue Jays and the Devil Rays, not the Devils anymore, but the the Devil Rays, the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. Uh, pretty. I, I can't believe more folks aren't talking about it. Maybe it'll be the talk of the maybe it'll be the talk of the national news today. But we'll come back. We'll fill you in with the details there. More controversy in baseball. And then we have a fun Thornton's text line to get to. This is KRC on Big X Sports Radio. Oh, Peter Walker, no. Justin Kalen. We'll be right back. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. Wait for it. With Walker and Roush. Yes, yes, y'all. Yes, y'all. Who got the vibe? It's the tribe, y'all. Tribe, y'all. Vibe, y'all. Vibe, y'all. Inside, outside, come around. Who's that? Brown. Some may I say, call me Charlie. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen on your Wednesday. We appreciate you listening along with KRC. Remember, Salsaritas has two locations in Louisville, Middletown and St. Matthews. Middletown has a drive through perfect for this rainy, ugly day. St. Matthews, newly renovated. If you're like me and you kind of like cooler weather, too, that covered patio. It, don't put it, I would eat outside if anybody would join me at Salsaritas to, to eat outside their patio. Most of the people I have lunch with, my mom or family, they would they would opt for the indoors. That's fine. Download the Salsaritas app. It will save you money. It will save you time. We love our friends at Salsaritas. All right. Have you all, are you all familiar at all with what I was talking about with the Blue Jays and Rays? No, sir, but I'm super curious. Not at all. Okay. So, uh, game, you know, pretty important. The Rays are going to win the AL East, which AL East was really, really good this year. And the wild card, it's basically most likely – going to come down to two of the Blue Jays who have just been surging as of late, the Red Sox and the Yankees. So this Blue Jays-Rays game, it matters more for the Blue Jays than the Rays, but the Rays playing for home field advantage. Uh, And you never know in the East, but there are six games up. They should be good. But anyways, game matters probably a little bit more for the Blue Jays. In the sixth inning, and this was yesterday, or this was uh, Monday night, this was our Monday night. They're playing, and a Rays player slides in to home and gets tagged out. I believe. Okay. The catcher for the for the Blue Jays tags the Rays player and makes the out. It's pretty ho hum. Nothing really too bit. Not not much going on. Out of the Ray, out of the Blue Jays catcher's equipment, like I, I don't know if it's the back of his shin pad or shin guard or whatever it is, this little, like, index card falls out. The race <gasps> player picks it up and, like, instantly is like, oh, I need to act cool about this. 
and does not give it back to the Blue Jays player. Instead, just kind of picks it up quickly, hurries out, and moves on. Supposedly, this index card has all the Blue Jays' secrets. It has everything they know about the Rays' hitters, what their tendencies are, how to pitch to them, everything. One Blue Jays' anonymous source said, if there was one thing we wouldn't want getting out there, it was this index card. And they're furious, (laughs) and they want the MLB to intervene, and they played again last night, and I think there was some controversy then, but I haven't been able to read the full story on it. And... What just very quickly, we don't have to spend more than another minute or two on it because I didn't do the best job describing it, mainly because I don't know all the details myself, but I love the headlines at least. Uh, what I, my, my take, and I'll let you all comment on it, is who cares? Like, that sucks for the Blue Jays. If this card is so important to you, then don't allow it to just slip on out of your catcher's play, catcher's back equipment so he can, on a normal routine play. Uh, that's on you. If you didn't want it out there, you shouldn't have let them get it. I think it's on that. That's part of sports. I think the Rays have it. Finders, keepers, losers are weepers, and I don't have an issue with it in the slightest. Especially that it it happened in the course of play. You know, this wasn't wakey leaks where they're doing some nefarious things to get the playbook. Like the dude simply just dropped it on the field, and at that point, it's fair game. So yeah, suck it. Yeah, my roommate brought this up to me last night, and he was a little perturbed by it. And I was like, what's the big deal? I mean, there's a difference between cheating in the way that the Astros did, banging on trash cans, watching video, all that. To me, this whole race situation, that is not considered cheating. That's considered taking advantage of a situation that was handed to you. I I totally agree. And any dork that's like, well, it'll send a bad message. Is that the way they want to win? It's they they didn't go out of their way to steal this. They didn't. It fell. It fell basically into their hands. So stop being so sloppy, Blue Jays. Exactly. You don't want it out there, then don't have it. And guess what? Now they know how you all are going to pitch to them. If you and the only way I think they I don't know if they even play again today or not, but yeah. Chances are you may see him in the playoffs. You may not, and that's going to suck for you all if uh, that ends up costing you your all season. It was a pretty big mistake to allow the catcher to drop it and allow it to go to the race. So I'll, I think you'll hear more about this story probably today and as the in the coming days, I would imagine. Baseball just loves these little controversies. Oh, they, they do. They really do. Um, man, there's a big high school controversy happening right now too. That- the one in Lexington? No, the one in Louisville, Evangel, which has been very a you've got to kind of know some coaches in the area, and they all just loathe Evangel with the fire of a thousand suns. And today, the KHSAA is cracking down on them. Um, so uh, quickly, Evangel has been the Evangel. kid that just gets kicked around for years. Evangel, what Evangel that Evangel Christian school, they got some big donor who was just like, We're gonna make Evangel good at sports pumped a lot of money in there. They're starting a football program, I believe, next year. or They they might even have it up and running now. And they were pulling a ton of kids, like really good athletes, like trying to get good athletes from different schools around the city. And Brandon Bender, who I know that some fans, uh, especially Louisville fans, do not think very highly of, he was the kind of mastermind pulling the strings behind the operation. Well, sources tell KRC to get one kid eligible for a transfer, they, they needed to say that, oh, he was getting bullied at this school and they needed somebody from that school to sign off on it and say he was getting bullied so he could play right away. Well, they forged a signature 
uh, of a pretty prominent person in the city of Louisville, a pretty prominent athletic director. And now they're just throwing the hammer down. Bender's out. Demarcus Smith, a former Louisville quarterback who's at Seneca, then Louisville, then I think FIU. He's out as their football coach. Um, so, yeah, I, the, the hammer's being dropped on Evangel before they could ever really get rolling. Oh, boy. Brandon pretty, Bender. Yeah, when, that when, guy. When, when is, you know, and I, I don't like to – I'm not trying to pile on, but when have you heard that guy's name in a story that didn't end in some sort of disaster? Exactly. Dude is – I mean, it's – I don't want to say he's like Frank hustle. Underwood, but, man, there is a – you gotta, he's, he's always got to hustle, man. You got to respect his hustle to some degree. It's just like can't seem to do it the, the right way. Um, but I, I had no idea that this was even a thing. I just kind of did a quick Twitter search on it, and I see all of it. Well, that's that is that is something. Yeah, it, it's it's something. Oh, uh, the so. the the football program's been dissolved. Oh, just like that. Forging a signature. Yeah. Did you ever yeah. do that as a kid? Oh, your parents, yeah. You know, Didn't we all? Using it. Yeah, I mean, I know TJ's a real big rule follower, but... I, I may have done... I may have done one... I may have done it once, but anytime I tried it, like, it was just horrible. Like, it was very clearly not good. Yeah, and... You I, had to I, practice. I can't yeah. tell you on the... I'll, I'll tell you off the air who it was, and when you hear, you're just going to be like, they were that stupid? I mean, it, it really is, like, laughable that they tried to forge this prominent person's signature. Like, he, you can't <laughs> – all you got to do is just ask him, did you sign this? And he said no, and then boom. Like, it all comes tumbling down. I remember the one time I was worried about it. Like, I, I did all, like, the tricks, and, like, you know, you get the signature, and you'd almost try to trace it more, like, underneath another piece of paper. Oh, you can't do that it that way. You got to be quick and make it kind of scribbly. Because then it, 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 it at least looks like a natural signature. You'd be like, oh, well, they were in a hurry. But those something. were the different schools of thought, you know. Yeah, you're, you're, that, that's not, that was one school, that was one strategy. I think I maybe only did it once. Two chicken, but yeah, I can't wait to find out who it is. Uh, texter, where are we, where are we at? 502-414-1450. Uh, texter on Thornton's text line says, I understand that the defense didn't play their best, but I think they're getting more blame and worry than they should. After the first drive, they gave up five total yards the rest of the first half. They did their job, and our offense should have been able to score more than one touchdown their six possessions after their first drive. If they do, that game is a blowout. I like that text. I like that text. Um, but, you know, Kentucky's offense made some mistakes, and those little mistakes really started piling up, especially on special teams, too. Special I, teams didn't do the offense any favors either. That That's a fair text into the show. I don't have an issue with it, and, again, I, I – have felt like and said that we are kind of being tough on the defense but i i think we've just seen we've seen more from the defense in multiple games than some some hesitation from the offense but i do feel like we've we've been skeptical of some parts of the offense as well it, it was fair to kind of scratch our heads at that chattanooga game on both sides of the ball yeah oh definitely um but uh, as Stoops did say, like there is some good to still take away from it, um, you know, I mean, without a doubt. Uh, there there were some positives, but Kentucky was out of sync on Saturday, and you know it happens. It it happens. It does uh, happen. Bounce back big. We won't care about it. Exactly. Uh, one texture says, "Feel like we haven't seen. We still haven't seen sixty percent of the playbook, and still won't this weekend. But it will be blown open next weekend versus Florida." I, I would I would guess we've probably seen more than sixty percent of the playbook. There's also like something about 
I, I think uh, conceptually that uh, like each week, I, I think everybody needs to understand that each week there's only there's going to be probably a page or two's worth of new stuff that they're going to work on. That like, okay, this is a concept that we feel like we can exploit against this defense in this scenario. Uh, thinking of the playbook in its totality, like there's, there's, you have your base, you have your normal calls, your bread and butters, your go-tos. And then I think there's like two things, two sheets worth of plays that are like, all right, it, it's, it's why they talk so highly about that Isaiah Cummings play, because they felt like it was a good play versus a certain look. They struggled to execute it flawlessly in practice. But then when game time happened, they make that call they they have their best execution to date, so I, I think that's a better way of kind of understanding how the the quote unquote playbook works. Yes, well said. And uh, they for Florida, they're going to have some things that they're going to add and that they're going to feel pretty good about. They may add some gadget plays, or maybe he's got some gadget plays already in his mind that he hasn't felt like he's needed to use. Uh, it's not, yeah, it, it's it's not as just like Roush said. Like he said, a texter says, Hey guys, long time live listener turned podcaster. It's been a while since I've texted in, but Roush, please don't bore us with another commitment interview. You all were equally awful. Thanks. Whoa. <laughs> wow. Boom roasted. That person, well, that person hadn't texted in since May. And one of the last things they had said was about the golf popularity contest. Justin, do you remember that? Oh, the tweet, the, the um, yeah, no, like who could get like the most engagements? One a million dollars or something like that. Oh, it's been it's been that long since he texted in, but he felt the need to text in to roast Roush. And well, all well, he had to do was just not listen to it. It was on podcast. <laughs> no, 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 no. We love the we 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 like the feedback, good or bad. We always want to hear it. We know what we need to get better at. Uh, that so no issues there with the with the criticism. Uh, no, but that being said, I just want to know: Did they ever announce the winner of the engagement thing? Of season's of not over. Well, it's Ryder. I mean, well, I guess. And by the way, Ryder Cup, we haven't talked hardly about it at all. Yeah. We will talk a little bit more tomorrow. I love yeah, the Ryder I Cup. It's, fr is it, it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, right? Just three days? Yes. Action-packed three days, though. It's going to be exciting. Going to be exciting. I actually had a friend wanting to hit the links on Saturday, but I've got a lot of stuff happening Saturday night, and I'm like, ooh, I could just watch the Ryder Cup in the morning in football. Like, I'm probably... Got enough. Uh, we got an extra spot on Friday morning for Old Capital if you want to play. No, Roush. Uh, yeah, probably. If I'm taking off Saturday, it means I've got to work Friday. Sweet. I didn't want to be there longer than I needed to anyways. Oh, you <laughs> suck it, buddy. You, you suck it. I've got a, I've got a big wedding on, on Friday. Very excited. Is Hannah very excited? I think she is moderately excited. I think... I think I think she is excited as much as somebody who's about to have a baby pop out of them can be. Okay. TJ, we're playing at 1030 Friday. You can play with us. We got to the groomsmen. We're getting ready around like uh, 11 or noon. That's some bogus. Yeah. So, <laughs> Poorly timed uh, wedding. The, the, oh, uh. we, I, we don't have enough time. Maybe at the end of the Survivor Patreon. I, there, yeah, there we go. I, I'm, I'm, I'm I love wedding drama, so that's the end of the no, no, Survivor there's, Patreon there's, tomorrow. 
no there's not drama it's just that i'm excited to to talk about it but we I, I just don't we've only got nine more minutes we don't have enough time to do it here so that's a good place to put it all right uh thornton's text line 502-414-1450 texture says the continue watching bar it's three clicks down maybe your buddy was deleting what you were watching man now that my second might be directed towards trevor then This that very persistent <laughs> talks about streaming services. I don't know, but just suck at Hula. Um, yeah, I'm just going to say that, that and keep you all ticked off. Did I miss the show where TJ announced Damian Collins wasn't going to be a star slash lottery pick? Dude, boo, TJ sucks butts, boo. <laughs> Actually, it was like a couple shows ago. Yeah. So we like, if you eh. did miss it, I hope that you did. And secondly... Did I did I put a date on the lottery pick talk? Because maybe I can just cross my fingers for a sophomore year, Damian Collins lottery pick. Boom. I, th- I think he's going he's going to be good. I did overreact. There's no doubt about that. Uh, but I overreacted because I bought into the level of competition, and I I needed to be smarter with that. But man, he's fun to watch. His highlights tapes are as as and you know there's some Marcus Lee highlight tapes out there that are hilariously good to watch too and he looks like an absolute freak but i did i did overreact but i'm excited about what damien collins is still going to be it just may not be as soon as i thought it was for what uh, it's worth did, that was my uh, player to watch for kentucky he's gonna be a good player though it, and he's kind of in a he is in a crowded spot too so we how much we even see of him who knows but sounds like he's a little further off than i thought he was gonna be and i i will take a loss in that regard take that l terry take that l you want to get the next one in all seriousness, until we actually get somewhat of a decent pass rush, I just don't see how we can beat the teams like LSU and Florida. We can't afford to give solid QBs time to just sit back and pick apart a defense. I totally hope I'm wrong, but we just have to get good pressure on the quarterback. Can't expect we will can't expect Will to win out every game the rest of these off the rest of these offensive shootouts. I guess Will Levis. You, th- that is there you're correct. Could mean the uh, will also, of the team. I, I mean, I feel like Kentucky's re- like close though. I mean, you had nine quarterback hurries in the last game, and defensively, I think that Josh Pascal. I want to pull it up real quick. He's got five quarterback hurries through three games. Like he's getting close. Like they're just they're they're not getting home. And I think some of that is early season stuff you have to work through. That's at least what I'm hoping that it is. Because like if you get five quarterback hurries, like that that tells me you're there. You're just not finishing the play. And granted, it's only going to get more difficult with the upcoming quarterbacks, but uh, I I'm hoping that some of this is just the you aren't used to sacking a quarterback in the preseason because you're not going to sack your own quarterback. So it takes some time to to actually get used to getting home. That that's my hope. Because I'm kind of with you. It doesn't make a lot of sense that you can have nine quarterback hurries and zero sacks. I hope that you I hope that your hope is is founded, founded hope. And I, this South Carolina game is going to be kind of big for me. I, I think Kentucky can beat LSU regardless. Even if Kentucky loses to South Carolina, I still think that home game against LSU is going to be winnable for Kentucky. But if they they can beat South Carolina too, and I can still feel not so great about the Florida game, which is where I'm at right now, partially, but in part because of Florida, in part also because of some of what we've seen from from UK. And I do instantly go to defense. I don't 
know why that is. It's just because maybe my expectations for the offense were average to begin with, so it's already kind of exceeded that expectations. Mm-hmm. Where my expectations for defense were to be one of the best in the country, or yeah, at least one of maybe top twenty-five in the country, and I, it hasn't looked as good as I thought. So it's certainly expectation-based. Why I keep going back to the defense, but the South Carolina game is going to tell me how I'm going to feel about the Florida game. But LSU, regardless, I think even if Kentucky looked horrible against South Carolina, I still think that'd be a game that they could get up for and steal from LSU. I don't think LSU is very good. So that's really, I guess, where most of that comes from. Right, right. Um, Back to the Thornton's text line. What's the beef between Nick's former ex-boss and Michael Bennett? I don't know. It's been going on forever just because Matt didn't want to have Michael on the show. So Why don't you tell us the real inside scoop here? I mean, I also think some of it is fabricated to just like, help michael get more eyeballs on his show like it's a fun little thing it's fun well, little rivalry. i don't think he currently has a show yeah that's why i think it's just a continuation of that so yeah i don't i don't get it don't really care texture says ross trying to get in as many iterations in as possible maybe uh, that's another iteration to add to it oh there's two more wow just like that uh, another texture says morning fellas did y'all see jeff shedman said jeff Shedman say shaded Somebody shade and hair is going to be Shedman. A bigger college star than Zion? Any truth to that, or is he just going for clicks? Maybe somewhat uh, for clicks, but I also think he's also like trying to say, like, hey, you all are sleeping on Shade and Sharp way too much. I think that's probably exactly this is like everything's calculated with Mr. Shedman. Uh, he doesn't do any, anything unintentionally. So I do think he really likes Sharp. And I do think that quote, like overall, I'm going to say, all right, sweet. Somebody that follows along with basketball in a big way is really high on this player and probably is her. And a lot of it's not so much what he has seen, Mr. Shedman, that is. It's so, it's so much of what has been told to Mr. Shedman as well. Because the coaches. Oh boy, media members, Roush. If a if a coach talks to them, boy, do they value that coach's opinion. That coach knows the game, and he's talking <laughs> to me. So Goodman has probably talked to coaches that have uh, spoken highly of him as well. So overall, I'm happy with the quote. But there, if you don't think there's a little backhanded that, like, if Sharp and like, the, there's a little bit of like, let's see how much we can reel Kentucky fans in here. And, and, yeah. Goodman, and Goodman's got nothing to lose. If he ends up not being as good as Zion, Kentucky fans aren't going to bring it up to him, or maybe they will mockingly, but they probably won't want to remember it. Uh, Duke fans can, but I guess you roll the dice with that a little bit. And then if Sharp's really good, then Kentucky fans aren't going to give Mr. Shedman any crap for it because he's, he's good. So well, there's, a, and- there's a little double-edged, like, let's reel in some cats here. Yeah, and there's also something to be said about, uh, like, living up to the Zion hype, he could statistically do that, but you can never live up to the marketing, you know, fandom hype just with, you know, how people fell in love with his dunk tapes, all the highlight stuff. So like in theory, he could be better than Zion, but he's never going to be as big as Zion was, if that makes sense. Kind of smart on Goodman's part. If you just compare the number one player every year to Zion, you're likely to be right at one point. So then you look like a genius, even mm. if you miss every other year. That's a good point. That is a good point. That is a good point. A texter says on the Thornton's text line, I know that this is looking ahead a tiny bit, but I've had my Florida tickets for a week now, and it was all 
always marked on the calendar for the season. Assuming both teams win this week, what are the realistic chances? Florida at Kentucky is game day. Nick's former ex-boss was optimistic about it the other day. I'll hang up and listen. Yeah, somebody told me that he was like basically hinting at it, Roush. Was that true? Yeah, I mean, he does that. I don't know if he did in that case or not. But um, let's see here. Week five. Um, there, there aren't a ton of games that really jump off the page. So like if Wisconsin beats Notre Dame and Michigan re remains undefeated, I could see them going to Camp Randall. Uh, the only caveat being that like Fox will take their show there. So I think ESPN kind of tries to avoid doing that. But outside of that, um, like Cincinnati at Notre Dame, Notre Dame is a frequent flyer place like that mm. they go to quite a bit. But that's a – if Cincinnati wins that game, then they're in the conversation for the playoff. Um, so there's two games that probably take precedent. And Ole Miss-Bama, I know that they've been – they can go to Bama whenever, um, but they might be intrigued enough to just – the Matt Corral factor. And Ole Miss beating Alabama previously, that might be enough to draw them in as well. So there's three games that are contending with Florida – in Kentucky, it, it just it would all come down like if Florida beat Alabama last week, there's a much better chance of that happening. If uh, if it was Kentucky, it would be a throwing a bone to UK for some reason situation. Yeah, and I can't see that happening. I mean, Kentucky had to beat the number one team in the country and a top ten team to get them there last time. So I don't, I'm not, I'm not as overly confident. It's possible, but I doubt it. That'd be cool, but yeah, I think also unlikely is I I'd put it at like a four percent chance. Even if you win at South Carolina, you're probably I mean you're probably not going to be top twenty five team the way voters have been voting. So like I just I I find it hard to believe if Florida beat Alabama, there'd be a much better chance, but I I, I doubt it. I could see Kentucky twenty fourth or twenty fifth in the rankings next week. Yeah, I think they were twenty seventh in the coaches poll, so you know. Um, especially if they get a, a big win. So, um, uh, Texter on the Thorns text on says Duke has no local fans. So the on-campus experience is completely different. It is, Another it, it is different, but like, uh, uh, with their students, they are still like treated yeah. like Kentucky students are with their students. Um, it's just a much smaller pool there. Another Texter says Duke is hated in Durham. Good. They're hated. I had no idea. They, they yeah, are a big city. Like, if you live in a big city and you like college basketball, you're probably a Duke fan. I, what? It's weird. Like, I, I feel like Duke fans are in big cities, whereas, like, most big cities, they're if they're basketball fans, they're NBA fans. I feel like you get a lot of Duke college basketball fans in big cities. I'll, we'll just move A lot back. of jokes about Duke fans in Atlanta and New York City. Yeah, okay. Or Duke uh, alums, I should say. Gotcha. Texter says, Roush, I know your Dixie knives are probably getting pretty dull. I've got these super sharp vector knives I can sell you. These knives cut through pennies. Wow. I need knives that cut through pennies. What? Are, what huh. I told people to pitch you, and here we are. TZ from Lexington here, boys. Let me preface this by saying I really like Pilgrim, the Sources Say Pod, but Nick saying it was just having teasers to write off is completely off base. Dude is on the podcast said multiple times, bone as a lock, and even expect him to commit as early as that Monday. I'm a big fan of recruiting, but Pilgrim often talks in concrete terms when that's not the case. Also, uh, I, okay, the podcast is different. I admittedly don't listen to sources say. What? So I couldn't tell Yeah, yeah. Believe it or Gosh, not, I don't. You don't listen to Diddley, man. 
I don't because I, I can't work and have it on at the same time. I can't have people talking like it's got to be. But you do uh, drive very frequently for, you know, 80 minutes at a time. I know. And I, I listen to like one or two things and usually it's not sports related. Like It's like NFL podcasts are the only things I will get out of it because I enjoy the NFL, um, you know, and I listen to the interviews on pin it deep with the players because they're pretty good and they're like josh pascal was awesome this week talking about you know i mean he he, he was talking about his cancer stuff hadn't heard him that candid about it before really media, good. media friends just you, you know who supports you and who doesn't that's all i'll say and also tc from lexington like things change rapidly in recruiting and that's why that job sucks and i would never want to have it in a million years hell and tc from lexington have a good day buddy yeah have a good day. A texter says, this is for Scooter Dingus. I want to take my wife to a romantic weekend in Pekin. What are we doing? <laughs> Give me the itinerary. First of all, there will be no romantic weekend in Pekin. I just don't I just don't know that that's possible. Um, you might be able to spend a night there, but it would consist of going to the Dollar General, doing a little shopping. Then you all would grab dinner from the Casey's gas station. And then you could end the night at Papa Top and have a couple drinks. Wow, wow, that actually doesn't sound too shabby. That well, sounds terrible. Sounds, sounds horrible, but you know, you did a good job explaining it. Uh, we, we're really up against it. We got to hurry. Has there ever been a first year head coach that started out with, with or inherited a number one recruiting class? <laughs> uh, talking about Duke, no, no. not well, likely. I guess I mean, would Calipari? It could have happened in the oh, old days. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Well, oh, first man. year. Like, I, I guess, overall, not first year at a new place. Yeah, well, good question. May, it may be like, I don't know if Denny Crum recruited well when he went from UCLA or, you know, whoever was after John Wooden could have had a good recruiting class. But, like, obviously the internet air is different. But that's a good question, Texture. And what was, uh, what John, was Penn, well, and Penny, too. Yeah, I bet. Penny was probably pretty close. I bet he was like three or four. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, John here. Good morning, fellas. I'm excited for the new Mass Singer season six. God yeah. bless you, John. We don't care. If you like music and mystery, I don't know why you would not like this show because it's garbage, John. It's hot garbage. Hey, Blue Jays, I would take that card next time, fold it up better, and put it way deep down in my sock. Think you might get some sweat on it. It might have an issue with reading it, but at least no one could steal it. Well, got to go. Talk to you later. I agree with that, John. Uh, somebody says, I think Michael Bennett is blaming Matt for his show being taken off the air. I figured Roush would have some inside scoop. Roush does have the scoop. Maybe, no, maybe but it's tomorrow, not the case. tomorrow you'll have more time to tell it, maybe? Uh, maybe. Maybe tomorrow. Tune in to find out. KRC, hey, guys. I just started watching the TV show in Yellowstone last night. Have you all watched it? If you have any of your thoughts, what are they? I'm six episodes into season one. Uh, we watched season one because it was free, and then, or no, we watched episode one because it was free, and then we couldn't watch the second episode, but we liked what we saw.